I'm Behumet. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the monologues. Hello, Wanderer. Hopefully your summer has been as good as ours. And not just ours, but the entire gaming community. Snagging another 2023 release, we went after Lilith in Diablo 4. Another success story for video game fans. And what better way to hit episode 50 than playing one of the original greats from our childhood. Also, drinking a beverage from one of our local brewers and our personal favorites. We have the Tim Benedict gifted Proper Pour from Boulevard Brewing. Yes. You know, I always feel like when you go through the intro, I feel like there's always so much I want to unpack as you're going through it. (laughs) You know, like every time. Like, so for 2023... Uh, all the games that have come out that I feel like have been like kind of big blockbusters. And I, you know, I'll go ahead and break out the number on this. So this came out like June 5th. Yeah. And I think in its first like four to six weeks, it, it was up to like almost 700 million in sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. J- Japan, it was like in on the PS5 release, it like made top five game or top whatever. Like it was crazy too over there, even on console. Hmm. But we played it on, we played it on computer, which I think is where it should be played. But I mean, you know, I'm a little biased on that. Um, I mean, so they built this game with a lot of different aspects in mind. That's actually one of the really cool things about it. Um, and I guess we can get into that a little bit more, but the gameplay about this is not super dependent on where you're playing from. In fact, um, some character, some classes and some specs within certain classes are very much more controller specific, um, you know, like auto targeting on Necromancer was originally really controller specific. Like it was better, easy to play on controller because you just auto snap to corpses on the ground um, versus having to play mouse and keyboard where you had to be like pixel perfect gaming. Um, since then they've like loosened up and they've dialed back some of the uh, um, requirements on that. So like mouse and keyboard has become a little bit easier, but yeah, I've always played this game on of course PC. So that's kind of where I always want to play it. Um, though I think we did play D3 on console, right? Yeah, yeah, we so. did. And actually, when I first played the old Diablo, um, not two, I played the first Diablo on PlayStation. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with actually a friend growing up, Brandon. He's so intro- Dude, that, that kid introduced me to a bunch of good <laughs> shit. Yeah. Diablo and Civilizations is all from that kid. Like, yeah, you nice. Know. Yeah, for sure. I would have never got, I mean, I did, I, I guess I did play SimCity before him, but, uh, <laughs> or before I met him, but yeah, he, he, that, he branched me right over to like Civilization and of course Diablo, but, and Final Fantasy, I give him props on, I already played Final Fantasy games too, but he got me into Final Fantasy 7, so he had a PlayStation mm-hmm. before me, man. Yeah, yeah. What was I supposed to do? Well, I mean, you could always get a PC and get into big boy things. <laughs> Dude, back then, are you kidding me? That was back in the, the dial up there. Like oh, yeah. my, my family have no computer. Come on. <laughs> Heck no, I'm popped. Uh, I'm popping this beer. I just did. I, I know. That's where I'm going to. So th- I think this is going to be one we have to pour and let sit anyways. I pour. I yeah. got in. I read that it's black with a, with a brownish head on it. And it's, so this is an Imperial stout. Yeah. And, and I brought in the proper glass for an Imperial stout just to let you know. Dude. So this bring was, in a this, snifter. this is a hybrid. So if when you read about this, this is what's interesting. This is an imperial stout, but that was also treated like a barley aged wine. Oh yeah, they 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 double aged it. They nice. did whiskey first barrels, and then they put it in cabernet, which is one of my favorite wines. 
uh, types of wine. They put it in barrels of that to get a little bit of that note. So this is an interesting one to Dude, say the least. I can smell the wine. Yeah. So when I get to that and read about this, this one's got some pretty interesting features. This is one of those that, you know, we talk about upping our caliber of beer because we're not like the high, high end premium beers, but we're also not just smashing bush lights that have peach or apple in it, you know, and talking <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, so we're like usually somewhere in the middle with IPAs or stouts or whatever. I feel like this one might lean more towards a premium beer from what I read. Yeah. So there's a little bit of coffee on the nose, but again, yeah. I, I do catch a little bit of the uh, Cabernet like barrel aging on it. Like there's a little bit of that kind of tardiness note to it. Oh, you're going to make me talk about it because I can't. So here's uh, here's some tasting notes. This is from Boulevard site. And this, guys, this is like a, what, 12.6% alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. So aroma is bourbon and tobacco malt, strong dark roasted malt hops, minimal balance, malt barrel, but the real hero in the depth provided by Ruby Port Body, which is I'm going to shoot of the cab. But I also read on some other stuff. There was uh, people got on the smelling it. They got chocolate, um, vanilla, and cherry on the smell. Okay, the so, that, so the cherry is what I'm catching. Then is that what I think is the cab? But but anyway, so un- back to unpacking some of your um, intro here. Yeah, so episode fifty. Yes. Top before this came from Tim Benedict back like at my birthday. I've been waiting to try this, but you can age this. Like this is like good till this Dude. is like the barley wine. This is one of those you can have for four years in your st- cellar. You know. Yep, it's the 2023 release. I've got the other bottle downstairs. I will be holding on to that, uh, letting yeah. it sit down there. Not that you. So, have you taken a sip yet? No, let me do it. I I honestly don't know that you need to let this sit and mellow too much. It is not harsh whatsoever. It is very very smooth. For being twelve percent, man, very sweet. Yeah, it's super sweet. It's it's oh, very it's smooth. Like a, it's like a roller coaster of emotions of taste. Wow, dude, I get all kinds of stuff. I get the tobacco out of it. I get, mm-hmm. dude, I got a lot of sweet. I got, I did get some cherry. I got chocolate out of it. Yeah, dude, you can get the chocolate. I feel like Definitely. we're almost proper beer snobs right now with this proper pour. No, like. I'm tasting chocolate and a little bit. No, like for real though, you can taste quite a bit on the, in this mouthful. I will be interested to see what that bottle downstairs tastes like in a, a year or so. Um, you know, maybe let some of that. I don't know. I, I wonder how they, the flavors will come out after it. I, I honestly don't know. Like I've not like ever. a dessert beer. I mean, it tastes very. It's kind of sweet. I wonder if that yeah. will mellow out at, over time. I wonder if any of the sugars will burn off more. I, I don't know if anything is still active in this, though. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I mean, if it's been, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, this is double aged at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. But yeah, so thank you, Tim Benedict, finally getting to get into this uh, beer. And dude, you don't want to say this? Congratulations to you, sir. Okay. Episode 50. I mean, if yeah, you, I guess congrats do, to us. Dude. I, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I was thinking about this. If you, I'm guessing our, if you average out our episodes, probably an hour and a half an episode. Yeah, probably. Roughly, if you, if took you it average, average, yeah. Sure. So what is that? Seventy five hours of content. Yeah. That you yeah, could, you could listen to this uh, uh, us talking, us rambling, <laughs> shittily <laughs> and spoiling. spoiling. Yep, and spoiling games <laughs> and shit. Yeah, and not having a clue what we're doing. You could listen yeah. to that for seventy five hours. Yeah. You get three days you straight. 
torture yourself for 75 hours. Yes. Yeah. 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 You, there's, yep. there's, a, there's a country when we see those random downloads in other countries. This is what they're using for torture tactic. <laughs> <laughs> they will eventually talk. <laughs> oh God, I can't uh, listen to this yeah. anymore. Please. <laughs> That's like not even kidding. They're like, they're like, holy shit, yes. Like an hour and a half in there. Like, I will not. <laughs> I'm not listening to another episode of that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Congrats, though. For real. Episode 50, which uh, we'll get into at the end of this. What's next? Which I feel like this is the other thing I was going to say was we just got in some of these big games and we, you know, we did an old school. I say old school. We did a legendary big game a couple episodes back on Dragon uh, Age Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And they have their, uh, what would you call it? Their publisher right now is about to release another supposedly massive game, big game. Oh, uh, yeah. With- and there's rumors of that going straight on Game Pass. I don't know oh, if you've really? seen that or not. No, I have not seen that, it, no. And I will tell you right now, sir, I'll be putting in my vote that that's the next game we do um, right I mean, after our next one, if that's on Game Pass. <laughs> because if it comes I'm out taking that soon and it's on... <laughs> I'm taking off work to play that game. I ain't kidding. I've saved a day. I've saved eight hours PTO for that game. <laughs> I'm awesome. not even kidding. Yeah, I'm taking a day off. Kids are going to daycare. I'm going to make some. I'm not going to make food because I don't want to waste any time. I'm going to have like something I can throw in the oven. Two DiGiorno pizza stack. I was I'm going to have you something. Got, yep. You got two, two DiGiorno pizza. Yep. There you go, Pepper man. Jack cheese in the middle. Double stack them <laughs> like a cake. And I'm playing Starfield. If you're all those curious... It's going to be Starfield. Now, I could be wrong on the Game Pass thing because I didn't, after I saw that tidbit, I didn't dive in. I, mostly, I think, out of hope. I was like, I don't look into this, be wrong. Let's just see what happens. I think well, it said September 6th, though. Microsoft does own Bethesda. So, yeah. I mean, entirely possible with the way that they're going with things. It just depends on how they choose to spend their money. It does seem like they're investing quite heavily in their Game Pass material right well, now. Well, and I feel like that being an Xbox exclusive and that's one of their flagships they've talked well they've talked about that being a flagship for them I could see them using that that I feel like that could pull some people uh, definitely for game pass I mean at least uh, 100% I mean and you know uh I I yeah it could definitely it's been a a hot button topic seeing yeah. that come out so I'm hoping this is what I tried to explain to my stepson just picked up No Man's Sky or whatever. Yeah. And he loves it. Sure. And I said, from what I understand of that game, Starfield's going to be like, if that game and Mass Effect um, and Skyrim or uh, Fallout, had all four had a baby together, I think you'd <laughs> get Starfield. Yeah. But let's get to this game. All right. Let's I'm talk to about just, it. I'm dragging around talking about all this other stuff because I'm excited about it. Let's yeah. get to this game. So, Diablo so, 4. Diablo 4, the fourth in the franchise. And so, of Fast course... selling Blizzard game, too, by the way. I mean, uh, also probably the most anticipated Blizzard game ever, I would really? say. Like, I, I mean, I know that the hype around this one has been around since I can recall. Um, I think as soon as D3 launched, they were already talking about D4. Like that, I mean, it was people were anxious for this one in particular, um, because of like the return to like the D two style. I think D three kind of let people down because the direction that they took with the gameplay and that it was so different from how they how Diablo two played out. Um, and this one is really a, a true return to that style. It is kind of the following the footsteps, you know, of 
you know, uh, style of gameplay you're, you're pursuing, um, somebody, uh, the, you know, the main, uh, antagonist. Yeah. Lilith. Um, and, uh, you know, you kind of get the same real feel from, uh, the story that you did in Diablo two in that you have this main one still main Haradrim character, um, who is like the, the Haradrim are like the, I guess, knowledge keepers of, um, humanity in sanctuary. Um, and you still have this one like main Haradrim person that is kind of still guiding you along the way in, in Lorath. And so it really does have that whole, whole tie back, um, to what everybody kind of was feeling for. And I think there was always teasers about this, like almost immediately after D3 came out that as much as people liked D3 or didn't like it, that this was going to be massive. And so far it's paid off. Yeah. And I, dude, I was actually trying to pinpoint, you know, I have a bias towards this game and why, you know, we kind of, and, and I feel like I'm not alone. I think and Blizzard played into that. We, I sent you the meme. I sent you the meme. You know, which from what I've played before and taken hits on not being top end and having to really struggle on different games. Yeah. Um, you know the balancing act that Blizzard plays with you know class balancing, but yeah. So you know my bias and and Druid through and through. I mean, right. we've we've talked about this. You know, I have like a weird obsession with Druid culture stuff. So. You know, with that being said, they brought the Druid back. And so I thought I was biased to why I like this game so much more than three. But I, I honestly can't pinpoint it. I've been trying to actually pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the story grabbed me more. Yeah. Than three for sure. And I, I do want to touch into that opening scene because I do think that's a very like hook, line and sinker for somebody to right. really pull you in like, holy shit, because I think it's super cool. Yeah. Um, and I'll break into that too. But yeah, I, I, dude, I, I, maybe you can pinpoint it a little bit more for me or how you feel about it. I can't seem to figure it out. Druids weren't in Diablo 3. So I thought, well, that's why. I could I didn't get to be what I wanted to be. But that's not true. So yeah, like like I said, I think to me, what I, again, I tie it back to the way that everything opened up in the same kind of way inside of Diablo 2. If I remember right, like when you first opened up and played you kind of still had that same entry into the world um, in the story. And you just kind of step in as this wanderer and you follow the path that same way. And Deckard Kane kind of guides you through it that whole way. Right. Um, and this is the same type of thing. Like you have this slow, not real slow, I guess, but you have this, this kind of entrance into this game where, what is it? It's you start out, you're, you pull into, um, uh, you're coming up on a snowy, like, the, so you're talking about the main, the first, first entrance, right? Like, well, that, that so scene? there is that scene. There's a scene before you get introduced before the wanderer, like how you opened up with the, the, the episode yeah. with that. Um, well, so you're referred to the entire way through as the wanderer. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of just like, yeah, the the reason why I wanted to to say that is because that's kind of like your title. You're always the wanderer in this. Well, and we always talk about some of these games like people have all just played them. So for anybody out there that hasn't, uh, and but does play in the gaming sense, you know, this is a hack and slash action adventure like MMO. Um, yeah. There are online qualities to it. You do see other characters when you get into towns and stuff. Um, and you can group up with people, that social aspect. And you're, it's RPG elements. You level up. You build your character. Those are what, five classes in this one? 
So there's, yeah, there's what, what, barbarian, druid, barbarian, druid, rogue, necromancer, sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no demon hunter yet, like when three, right? Right. Yeah. No, was there a paladin in three? I think there was, yes. Yeah, but no, but I think there was something else missing besides druid. I can't remember. But anyway, so you pick your character and they have different abilities and blah, 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 blah. But, um, but there's a scene, you're the wanderer, and before it really introduces your character. You, you ride up, like, you're talking about the one when you're riding up on your horseback and you find the statue of Lilith. Is that the scene? So that's the first uh, opening scene where you. Is that the are first, first opening scene? I, I was thinking about where's and the you scene have at? An unnamed narrator who I think is Laura yeah. at that point, right? Who's talking Probably. through. through. Well, um, hold on. Is there a scene? Let me ask you this because maybe I'm mistaken. Isn't there a scene where there, the guys are in the tomb that released Lilith? Isn't there a scene like randomly at the beginning of the game where because they leave the one guy behind and they sacrifice him to get through? Like they use the blood ritual to get through the thing and I think they release Lilith? Or am I thinking of something totally different? Oh, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like all CG. You, you don't even. I think you come in after that. I think in that. I think it leads up to. Uh, isn't so Laura? Talk talk through that one because what I remember is that that scene. I don't remember that. Uh, that before, cut scene. before okay, and I, man, I because the the write up is a cut scene as well. Right. Yep. Yes, where you're uh, where you're like you're wandering <laughs> essentially mm-hmm. in the cold, and, and you get introduced to Mephisto the first time. Or yeah, y- yes, yeah, Mephisto the first time. Yeah. So right. I thought there's a scene before that, which leads up to who helps you escape that village after they do their little bit. We'll get into. Yep. But so he makes it out. He's with three other people in the tombs. Yeah. And they leave one behind. Okay. So then, yeah, I don't recall the scene, but I think I, I know what you're talking about because, yeah, there has to be something that leads up to that because of what happens in the village. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Go talk okay. through it then. Yep. So, and if I recall this right, it's all CG and it's like an opening cut scene to the game. I think it's like the initial opening. And I could be completely wrong on that because it has been like, oh yeah, apologies guys. Let's get a couple things out of the way. Apologies. It's been five years since we recorded an episode. <laughs> Summertime, 47 vacations and work stuff and things and trying to live life. So I, I do deeply apologize for that. But here we are trying to get episode 50 knocked out. Um, so in the month ago or whatever it was that we played that, there is, it's, they're like, uh, you know, it's like the whole Egyptian pyramid, uh, let's steal the tomb stuff kind of guys going in to rob the place. And you have one guy that can read the runes or whatever. And they get through. It's a blood ritual. They give their blood. They're getting attacked along the way. They get through. They leave one guy behind to die or something. I can't remember. But the guy, somebody gets through and, and escapes. And I think it's after they release Lilith. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, by whatever they do. I think it frees Lilith. So you... Um, I'm trying to think how that works. So then you wander up through the snow. You find right. you end up in that village after those cutscenes. Yeah, so you end you, up in the village, and the village tells you. Um, I so the really, village, yeah. So the village first. So first, when you get to the village, like the village is complaining about some some weird stuff going on, and they'd send you out to go deal with some things, and you go and you deal with some stuff, and you come back, and they. They throw a celebration in your honor for being the savior of the village. You, you get scene, to the favorite. That's my whole favorite part of the game so far. Yeah. So you, you get to the village and you think it's an abandoned village, but like you get there and you find some people huddled in this little tavern. Um, and, you know, they're they're complaining because one dude's been bitten and, um, you know, it, it just things seem off and they're, you, they send you out to go take care of whatever uh, happened. 
Um, so you go out, you take care of it, and you come back, and they want to celebrate. Well, and they tell so, you they, they don't like we don't have a lot of money to give you, but we'll no, but yeah, and so they but get we got you food and drink. <laughs> yep. So they they spike your drink and you pass out, and they wheel you out on a cart, um, and. Uh, of like, I think they take you out and I can't remember. They take you out someplace. Is it to a church or something? Because they're going to sacrifice you essentially. I don't think it's even the church. I think cause they, the church is on the other side. It's like an old barn thing. Okay. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they, they take you out because they're, they're basically just going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so that's what I remember of it. And then I remember the next day, uh, Either you come to or something like that, but I remember seeing. I remember the scene for the church service. Hold on, what? Okay, let me, let me fill in for you. Okay, then. So the guy's talking, and he's. You can tell he's like deranged. You're like passed out behind him, and I think it's Lorath that sneaks up. It's one of the dude that escaped, and the village attacked him too. He escapes. He hits that guy in the back of the head and wakes you up and says, "We gotta go." The villages. It's somebody. I don't think it's Lorath because that guy sends you to go find yes, Lorath. He says right, he's a her- right. there's a hermit up there that knows what's yes. going on. Go talk to the hermit. Yeah, and so the who's hermit that guy? is Lorath. I don't yeah, remember right. who that guy you're, is. You're right. That dude's not Lorath, but that dude sends you to him. Correct. But he helps you get out. Yep. Because so, so he helps you break out. The whole village attacks you. And it's like this it's so dark. It's so So the part I was gonna talk to talk to you about is like uh so the part I remember seeing is I can't remember it's before or after you go to Lorath, but like there, there's the cut scene of the, the preacher and he's talking to That's the congregation. Before. That's, before That's before you get to Lorath, so, right? Yes. Yeah, so the dude helps you escape and you fight all the villagers. And then yeah. he's like, he wants to go either burn the church or something yeah, okay. or, or yeah. whatever. And you go, but when you go in, the petals come up. Oh, and they fed mm. you petals. They fed you They blood fed petals. you the blood petals, uh, which is before he was going to sacrifice you. Lilith. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so now you were you have this weird bond with Lilith forever. Yep. So and when you go in there, yeah, uh, you which I do know you're. Well, I don't want to spoil what you are, but you're you're a little something special. You're kind of special. So yeah, you go in there and you have like a uh, you can see what happened, and yes. you you black out when you go in there, and it does the cut scene of the one you're talking about. Which this is so this scene's another one like following up the last one. Yes, like, what the fuck yes that one is one of my favorite scenes to watch it like so so that one was one of my favorite scenes because so you have the the father the preacher of the church up in front of the congregation just like berating them he's like the you know he's like the father is giving you the 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 path to the light you know if you just follow the path like you you will be saved and he's just berating these people and then you see a shadow come over the top of the back of him Mm -hmm. and uh, a, bl- a petal falls onto his book. A, like a couple petals fall onto his his book he's got in front of him. And uh, I think you hear Lilith's voice and she starts talking to him. And you see like the people's eyes change in the congregation. And she starts talking to them about how they can start doing kind of whatever they want to do now. Yeah. Like they don't have to follow any path of the light anymore. They can do what they choose to do. And so the, the preacher, of course, or the father, whatever he is, I think he's a, a follower of the light, uh, the follower. Yeah. A follower of the, the path of the light or whatever, the church of the light. Um, and he goes, he, he of course comes stumbling off the, the, uh, 
podium from, away from Lilith and goes uh, sp- sprawling out into the aisle, into the middle of the people. And so as the people begin awakening from Lilith, they all stand up and begin just murdering, like stabbing. Oh, dude. And that one scene where it shows the girl's eyes. Yes. Her, her face is just, look. Oh man. It's beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. But yeah, I mean like some, some of these cutscenes that they did in this are just insane. It's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Dude. Gorgeous is one way to look at it. Um, I think that girl's eyes sell, sell the psychotic real well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean they do a good job, and you're just like, oh my! I, you're just sitting there going, oh my god. Well, it's like the it's like the selling of the flip of the switch, right? Like something you can tell something has obviously happened. Yes. So the cutscenes are always so beautiful in this. It's like, it, I mean, that one was one of the first ones where it's like, just seeing how demonic they're going to make this look, and that's kind of something that Diablo's always done. It's just how how fucking horrific and demonic yeah. they just make everything it's, appear and this one it, it goes above and beyond it, every everything you go into the dungeons are that way it was freak, just like stroke, like forecasting like dude. foreshadowing or whatever like it was going to be perfect the world of Diablo <laughs> doesn't have a lot of light right like no I mean you know like if you're a Diablo <laughs> fan or you've played Diablo you know what you're getting into but there's not a lot of light it's and that's what's weird so like Okay, so think about like the actual lore of what Diablo is. So for those who don't know, so you are in you're supposed to be in sanctuary, which is a place yeah. that is not either heaven nor hell. So the world around uh sanctuary is that heaven and hell have been locked in inside in a an internal struggle, of, of course, right? And they're constantly battling each other. And so the the lore that is sanctuary is that an angel and a demon came together and stole the world stone to create sanctuary and lock it away from uh, heaven and hell so that it couldn't be involved in the eternal conflict. It just wouldn't be there. It is and, Lilith and Anarius, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Lilith and Anarius were the ones that created this. They, they actually spawned all of humanity, too. Um, like that, they were the ones who created everything that is in sanctuary. So basically what is earth that that's their whole creation. Like purgatory earth sanctuary. I mean, it's like you're, yeah, it's kind of this middle ground, but even inside of what is now sanctuary and what it always has been, it it's always been still kind of dark, right? It's never been light. It's never even been gray. It's just been dark. Yeah, so you talked about the even going in the dungeons, dude. When you see the shit on the walls and the oh, dungeons, I love it, <laughs> dude. It is creepy, crawlery, nasty, dark, demonic, biblically. I mean, it's so biblical, like the the power in it, like the all of it. Like, I, there's just never like a ha. Hey, let's go tootling <laughs> through the, the clover field. Let's see some trees. No, even the trees are like are like on can- on on cigarettes and cancer and like da- dying and everything's just dark and shit. But for some reason, you're like, yeah, this is fun killing shit though. Have you gotten to the tree of whispers yet? Ooh, I don't think so. Okay, well there, yeah. You speak of trees, and then there is the tree. So <laughs> oh, fucking, I can't wait now. And now let's talk about that. So there's this game did something pretty unique where um, I was kind of reading about this and I realized it playing. I didn't have to read, but you can go anywhere. It all scales to level. 
Yes, definitely. So there, there is no direct path or if you go somewhere then you know first it's going to be easier later no it's if you no. skip beginning material it doesn't matter when you go back to it it's going to match your level yeah yeah 100% well so it it scales ish um it will be about your level maybe a level below maybe about on par it will be a little bit easier than what you are expecting or what you would have been had you played it straight well, through. i think that's where your gear comes in right the maybe enhancement that's the of getting better gear um, over time, yeah. and like kind of over overpowers or outweighs the level balance. Yeah. So w- what I did notice is that like when I played the the storyline, the quest line sh- straight through. So like I completed it directly when I hit fifty. Like I timed it so I oh, ended up nice. completing the story at fifty, is which is exactly where you want to complete it. I don't know how I got it there. I just I managed to fuck it up just right enough. To get it there. <laughs> I was gonna say that's like, awesome because I don't I don't think that's gonna happen for me, man. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm so early in the storyline and like already level 38 or something. Right. Well, so there was a point in time where I was far enough ahead where I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do this right because I was too worried about trying to collect um, uh, the uh, – oh, what is it that you gain from each region? The uh, renown. I was trying to mm. get, get uh, three renown from each re- region because you get uh, certain benefits if you do so. So like your first renown point, you get a potion slot. Your second one, I can't remember what you get. And then your third one, you get an extra skill point. So I was trying to get all three renown po- uh, three levels of renown from each zone as I was completing the storyline from each zone. Well, if you do that, uh, you level up quite a bit. So yeah, when I, I got to, yeah, when I got to like act four, I was way outpacing my level compared to where I wanted to be in the storyline. So I just kind of flipped that and managed to work it out just right. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Just kind of that's where I ended up being with my stuff level. Yeah, hey, you landed it perfectly. Well, but so then with this game, you know, it's like uh, MMO in good MMO fashion. There's a lot that starts when you hit top level. That's kind of where game starts. I mean, so like the yeah. storyline is the storyline. And yeah, you can play through it again. But again, that's just kind of the beginning. And you only have that's one character. You still yeah. have so many more to play through. Right. So like that's kind of like the whole game. That is the game. You could just level two druids. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody that would do that. Yeah. Who would do such a thing <laughs> with the you know, uh, I'm still going to argue dual specking is why. But we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, so honestly, you could definitely do that with this game because seasons are a thing. So mm-hmm. when you start your se- the season, you, you start from level zero, uh, well, level one again. So you start from the ground up. Um, so definitely you could re-roll Druid all over again because you already know how the class plays. You know everything about it. Like, why not? Like, this just makes for your best gaming experience. You kind of already get the path that you're going on. Um, you know, I could definitely see a, a reason to do that when you step into the, the seasonal experience, because there's a difference between the the main storyline, your eternal realm, uh, and then the seasonal realms. The seasonal realms are completed completely different. They're a separate storyline altogether. Yeah, you don't and it's, have to it's wiped that. after the season. Right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to get. Um, I mean, it's a slow go for me now because you know the misses got this game also. And so we play it together once in a while, and that's kind of why I held off a little bit on the campaign because I knew I'd be doing it with her. Um, that I just been taking my time. There's been no rush on this. Like we've been so busy, I dude, I hop on. Like I say, we. I, for I know for a fact how busy I've been, dude. I just hop on a play. Like I said, if I 
It's like on my to-do list daily to play Diablo. Like, not, yeah. not, no shit. Like, I have a to-do checklist that's on here every day, whether I get to it or not. Uh, but I try to at least get an hour on it, and that's enough time to knock out, like, a dungeon and, like, dick around and, like, clear out my inventory, you know? Like, that's, that's oh, yeah. what I do. And it's like, dude, and it's weird. I wouldn't say this is, like, a tactical, in-depth, you got to be three chess moves ahead type game. There's a, there is skill to it for sure. And like how you do things, but like it is kind of face roll though, too, on some sense. Cause it's a dungeon crawler in a sense. Like there is some, yeah you know, you're not fighting, you do fight boss fights, but like, you know, you're going through mobs and mobs and mobs. And so some of it's a little bit of a face roll, but I, weirdly with what I have going on, dude, that's been perfect for me. Like yeah. it's kind of like a stress relief for me just to like sit and fucking tornado the shit out of everybody on my freaking elemental druid. You know, like that, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is there is that. Like that was kind of the fun of my first build, you know. So like, I rolled the most OP build in the game initially when it came out. I rolled Bone Spear Necromancer. Uh, you know the power of a, a Bone Spear Necromancer. If you don't, when you play the game rolled out, it was literally ridiculous. They were I mean, talking I just about saw like shit melting when you played with me. Yeah, I mean, and that was that was the build. It was uh, there was like. Uh, uh, from what I remember hearing or reading about, there was like 90 second Uber Lilith kills with Bone Spear Necromancers, which That's was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was like the top level boss, and that that class and build was just melting it. Like as soon as it gets up and starts proccing everything, it, stuff just melts. So, yeah. Now when you played with me, I could tell like. Um and it even scales. That's like, you know, I like how you can group with people and I can be at level five and you can be at level 45 and it's not going to matter. Like it's yeah. going to scale the percentage based off what the kind of damage you do. You're still only going to be doing the, that kind of damage on the characters. I'm right next to you fighting and having the same difficulty, which is crazy, but it works somehow they pull it off. I mean, they, it is kind of seamless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that it, it, it I don't know. It, it makes it really easy and fun to play with friends. Like, and that's the best experience like as long as you can get in and get group with a friend that's that is the ultimate experience um i mean and, and you get bonuses for playing with friends that's the like the whole point behind the game too like you and get we have like a date coming up don't we yeah like the 24th right like yeah 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 i set so. an actual counter invite to make sure to try to get all of us together which i think at this level of life uh when you have kid, when all of your <laughs> friends have kids and are about to have kids and everything else going on i think that that's the only way to do it and i thought you know what i'm just gonna throw it out invite out there made an event seeing if we ever we could do it and it's most mostly it's based off our buddy benny like yeah you know he told me a couple times his uh, his lady's about to have a baby they're about to have a boy congratulations to him yeah and i was sure. like i was like dude give me the times i'll just set an event on one of those times and see who can make it so that ought to be pretty good i'm actually hoping that works out really well yeah yeah, definitely. I'm in ex- I, I'm excited to see how it plays with a bigger group of people too. I was like to I say, think that'll not... be super fun, you know, Same. especially getting into like a, a like a big dungeon, like actually trying to do something, just going through ripping through real quick. Ahead of time now, let's establish this. You're going to be group lead on that cuz I and ta- wherever you think we should go cuz I'm not going to have a freaking clue. I think we should just pick out a dungeon like okay. um I, I mean, I'd probably be the only one with a mount, so yeah, you know, um. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, unless yeah. Benny's played. Well. I mean, Benny's had the time lately. Benny, yeah, I actually saw him on quite a bit too. Benny, I he may actually be uh, up there to get him out. Like, I can't remember what level I saw him on there, but I, I know I, I saw him on quite a bit. I'm, I'm hoping. I got to see if I. 
Dude, I'm really... Oh, surely I have on my friend list from playing Call of Duty, I would think, right? Uh, Yeah, you do. Yeah. I would think so. Uh, yeah, okay. I know That's I was seeing him on quite a bit, so... Interesting, interesting. Right on. Yeah, like Well, anyway, I, you're yeah. going to have to feed this story. So I, I know that you escaped the crazy village deal. You yes. realize you had the pedals. You have the weird connection with Lilith. You get sent to meet the hermit, Lorath. Lorath takes yes. you to Sanctuary, like the main city. Is that like the steeps or whatever the hell that's yeah, called? Yeah, it's, yeah. And that's uh, where Prava is and the church and stuff, right? Right, yep, yeah. It's where the, the Church of the Light is. Um, it's where, um, yeah, you meet, what is it, Prava? Is it Prava? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, and, and so from there, um, I think you also meet uh is that you also meet Narel? Is that do you meet her you there? You don't but, meet Narel yet. Well, Narel and you run into each other later. I, so, but essentially from there, you're going on. You're going after uh, Lilith from there. You're just going pursuing. <laughs> yeah, Laura dumps you and goes, "I gotta go meet these other people to tell them what's going on." You go meet Prava, whatever. Kind of he he kind of dumps you on your own. Yeah. So yeah, he dumps you with Prava. Prava just kind of sends you. Uh, I think just after. Lilith, she doesn't yeah, really. Yeah, well, because there's yeah. So she, or does she send t- you after Rathma? Like she sends you after something. Yeah, and what happens is when she sends you, that's when you run into the character. I was trying to remember the name of. You go to that fort or whatever, and you find out Vigo. He's like, yeah, that was someone like that. We just they wanted to go on by. They just like let him stroll on through to the right. dungeon, and, which is where Rathma's at. And that's where you find Narel because yes. Narel's outside there. She's going um, the same direction, trying to find her mom. Correct. Yeah. And her mom is with Lilith now. Mm-hmm. And so Narel and her mom were scholars that were finding and tracing the the Herodric order. And they were just finding old knowledge from the Herodrum and kind of gathering it. And I don't know. I didn't get a real sense initially, like why they were doing it. Um, yeah, I didn't really either. Uh, other than to maybe like try to find a way to end the war between heaven and a hell, you know, just uh, the same thing that every, like the rest of the Herodrum was doing. Um, yeah, I got a big time like scholar sense because it was like it wasn't like they were robbing tombs like the other group that came in. Yeah. They were like definitely searching for artifacts and like studying them because she talks about like, yes. what her mom taught her. Right. Yep. You yeah. Know, it, was, it was very more like scholar based. Yep. Yeah. And so, so yeah, you do go in. Uh, you're you're going in, and you're going after Rathma initially. I think you're just going after Rathma, who is the only one I think who's got the the I think the keys that Lilith is after. Yes. So, She's uh, also Lilith's son. Yes. So yeah, and Rathma is the first necromancer. Well, yeah. And it's is it and so is it her and Anarius? Is that how you say his name? Yes, Anar. Yeah, Anarius. It's, uh, it's their it's, son, right? It's their son, yes. Oh, man, it was just crazy. A demon angel baby. Uh, yeah, and the story gets weirder. Uh, so, Because um, he's a Nephilim, right? Is that what they yes. call him in this? Yeah, Nephilim. Yeah, when, like you're, Nephilim. when you're an angel yeah. and demon mix. Yes, and the Nephilim are thought to be more powerful than both angels and demons. Yeah. So that's the reason why... So. So kind of like so to go into the backstory more about that like the when Anarius and uh, Lilith created sanctuary they created the Nephilim and the Nephilim were more powerful than angels and demons combined, um, and so there was 
some fear, I think, from Anarius that they were too powerful. And so he ended up locking, I think this is how it went, goes. He ends up locking Lilith in the void. Um, and then uh slowly drains, uses the world stone to drain the power of the Nephilim. And they mm. become human. They're just the humans. Okay. Yeah. Well he dude, the ego on that guy. Yeah. Well, he's an angel. Right. Of course. Yeah. The ego so, on that guy. If you remember, like that was like the whole thing around uh D three too. Like yeah. that was the the bit that um And this storyline takes a year fifth sorry, I read this. 50, the storyline of fifty years after the Reaper yeah. of Souls in D three. Yeah. So uh who is the other the 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 angel of justice? Um Oh, you would ask me that. But from D three, the angel of justice who becomes mortal. Yes, it's the start with a P. It's um no, uh, yeah, I can't remember, but it, uh, maybe not important. But he becomes mortal, and he realizes how arrogant angels are, uh, just because they they don't see their own vulnerabilities. Um, Tyrell, Tyrell, yeah, Tyrell, yes, Tyrell. yes, yes. But anyways, yes. Because uh, so he always yes. remind he reminds me of um from World of Warcraft. He reminds me of uh, a paladin. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Tyrael was the the angel of justice. It ends up in D three. Ends up becoming mortal uh, towards the, at the end of the main storyline. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things that even and throughout that is like the, the angels just don't see their own weaknesses, and that the demons can use that against them. So. Uh, but yeah, and and Anarius is the same. Like he's just completely egotistic, even though he he was at one point locked uh, away by the greater evils. Um, so, uh, and that comes up later in the story too. So, so essentially, you're chasing after Lilith is like the premise of the game so far. Like for me, mm -hmm. you you're the wanderer. Um, I like how you brought up Mephisto because you don't know that's who that is when you first the dog. Started. No, yeah, you're the wolf. You yeah. You know, yeah. half face wolf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you think it's a dream. I don't even know that your character firmly believes that actually happened. No. Because yeah. your character wakes up after that and then finds the village. So I'm not even sure you really believe that was anything more than a dream or not. Right. No. It's your own interpretation. But so you're chasing up to Lilith like through the whole thing and fighting mobs and mobs and mobs of fucking creatures. And the, the whole don't stand in fire still exists in this game. There's still poison puddles and shit don't stand in it. And you have an evade and, you know, um, you can get different abilities and equip different gear to help you with that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I guess let's talk about that a little bit. Like the combat, say. the let's... skill trees and like all all of that. Because so like the story is one aspect of it. And we can shittily spoil the, the crap out of that. But I think the thing that doesn't really change about all of this that that is kind of unspoilable is like how all of this actually plays. Yeah. And so you have... Multiple different ways to affect your character. At least, I mean, and there's probably games that have more ways, but you have your gear, and your gear has stats, and certain characters, different stats affect your abilities differently. And what, depending on the build that you have, use on the skill tree, and the skill tree on this is not like um, rudimentary paths. It is an open system that you put points into in any area that you want, and as the more points you put have. Or and put in a certain area opens up further down the chain till you get to like your ultimate ability or whatever. But each little node has like what would you say like four to six different things around that you can invest points in until you get to the bottom. 
So, yeah. So it's like a nonlinear path of where you want to put these points at for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you start down any skill tree, there is, you have your core skills. So you have what I think is your core skill, which is just your like primary fire. It's it's just basic attack. Basic attack doesn't really do a whole lot. It's just kind of the way you regenerate your essence. Yes. Um, your energy, your mana, whatever it would be, it's your way that you would be just not spending anything and kind of doing a little bit of regeneration in the process. Um, the next level down from there is where you get your um, uh, your actual big spender. Um, that is your primary assault uh, 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 tactic. That is for, for my Necromancer build, my initial one. Um, it was my bone spear ability. I think for the next one I'm going after, it is going to be um, uh, a different ability. I can't remember the name of and it. And for now. mine, it's Re- tornado. Yeah, and so for you, it's tornado. Um, so yeah, it's it's all different, and, but it's it's like different. So like I said, uh, my first one was bone spear. My second one is going to be reap uh, once I go and respec. So and I, I know that there's other ones in like blood. There's different categories. So like I know bone is one category. Uh, I know that. Uh, shadow damage is another category for reap. I know that blood is another, so I can do blood lance. I think is the other one in blood for the blood, and I think there's and, another one even still. And for the druids, you you can either go werewolf, high attack. You can go bear, which has attack and uh, it's like higher survivability, more tanky. And then you have the tornado element, but that's not the only element. You have um, earth elements attacks too. Gotcha. With uh, like. Oh, I'm trying to think what it's called, like earthquake or something, or you build up to earthquake. But like you're, yeah. So you're like, I would call that your secondary attack, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, essentially it, your basic it, attack's free. You can do it all day long, nonstop. But you're yep. going to generate essence or whatever it's called for your class. Yeah. To use your next ability, and you're going to span that anytime you have enough stuff to do it. Yes. For the most part. And that's going to be your big damage generator most yeah. of the time. That's going to be the thing that's going to kill everything. Um, and so. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and typically that just for me, at least it, it, it got put onto my, like my right mouse click automatically. And that's just generally where I kept it. Um, same thing with the first one, it got put on my left mouse click and that's just kind of, was since I'm tapping that one the most, that's the one I'm going to put it on that made the most sense. I would imagine on a uh, controller, it's kind of reversed where my right trigger would be my primary attack. Left trigger would be my big one. Okay. I see. Yeah. I, I would imagine. I, I would guess that's kind yeah, of how it would map I, I'm out. I'm not sure but. where I'd map them at. Dude, I do love the seamless hooking up an Xbox controller to Bailey's laptop for her. Yeah. Dude, it's seamless. If you touch the mouse, it shows keyboard. If you don't touch the mouse and you hit the joystick on a controller that's synced to it, uh-huh. it shows you where the buttons are mapped to the controller. It's instant. Oh, that's awesome. Flu- it's fluid. There is no pause or lag it's whatever you touch it's showing you what what buttons do what oh dude that's awesome yeah no we we i talked about it quite a bit to her i was like that's kind of crazy how well that actually works so you could have both hooked up yeah so that way you could like type to people or whatever it doesn't right. it doesn't i mean it's so fluid sweet yeah sweet yeah, yeah I've, like it's i said to the point it's to the point where i've like debated dude. just hooking up my controller to my laptop and just so playing like I, on my controller like I said, some of the builds are actually more conducive to playing a controller. They've actually stated that. Like if you go and read the builds on some of these things, they say, yeah, this one's better to play on a controller versus mouse and keyboard That's and vice crazy. versa. So it's, like, hard to, it's hard for me to debate that with my Naga though. Cause I'm just like, I get that, but, but the like, measurement think about is them. what a, they're a, they're a centimeter apart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, there is so that. Quick. 
But then the joystick movement in this tile yeah. of game. So like, think about that. So Your that's the other thing to consider. abilities and stuff. Yeah. Right. So that's the, the other thing to think about. So this is not like everybody's cup of tea because it's not like a first person shooter or even a third person shooter where you kind of got that over the shoulder view. This is a God mode view where you're like, you're up at a almost not quite a three quarter view. You're really in a God mode view. You're, you're almost yeah, top down. For some of those that have played some games similar, uh, it's a very very League of Legends type view. A hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and League of Legends has the same issue when you have certain abilities that are cone shaped or 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 you know directional. Yep. Shot. Yeah. Your character placement and facing is really important. And on League of Legends, I know that mouse and keyboard that's a thing to like make sure you're facing the right fucking direction when you catch it. You're doing mouse keyboard with Diablo. It's no different. Yep. And I would imagine that some people playing with a, a joystick, making sure that I'm pointed in the right direction because I've just got my thumb, my left thumb that's able to aim me in that right way Instead is probably clicking, easier. Yeah. Yep. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I can definitely see it. So that is a good benefit that people have that they've just built in this game. So just a, like a huge bonus for this gameplay game style. Um, but yeah, so like even within those core skill trees, like they have like even sub nodes that just give you little more benefits all the way through. And then you get down into like uh, even sub skills beyond that. So like I know for my necromancer, like I get into like, do I want to be able to do my corpse explosion? Uh, you know, do I want to uh, um, uh, do I want to be able to curse things? Do I want to be able to to create a bone prison around them. There's all sorts of different little things. And it's just kind of how do you want to make this thing work for you? It is all about personal preference, really. Like, yes, you can go look up how to build something. And, and a lot of times I would recommend doing that. Definitely. To start um, for sure. If you've never sure. played a game like this, don't hesitate the power of like YouTube or Google search. Just yeah. so, so you don't, so you have a concept to, to go off of. And then once you have an idea, like, Play something that makes us yeah nice. You finished it, I'm, dude. It's really good. It is delicious. Yes, and it is definitely pretty good. Still warm too. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, like once you've got an idea on, on the types of things you like to do, like I have found, I don't like to use something like a uh, bone prison, like where I I lock things into an area because I I it, it seems to lock myself. I lock myself into the same area. I'm an idiot like that. Uh, but I definitely like to pull things into an area. So if I can grasp things and pull them into an area, that's, that's great. That's your mage mentality, in my opinion. That's from you playing mage in World of Warcraft for so long. Yeah, I guess. I don't that's, know. That's, that's how I view it. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like mage has had a very kite mentality. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Same with Warlock on that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll pull things into an area, but I, I definitely won't create a little, so I could lock them into that area. I just, for me, I, it's dangerous because I'll lock myself into the same area like an idiot. So I play Druid all RNG. And for those that don't know what that means, it's like, <laughs> like, well, RG and whatever. I don't ever face how I'm supposed to with those tor tornadoes. Like I don't actually play with any kind of skill. Yeah, but they, I don't have to really because there's a lot of luck based on just like the tornadoes go where the fuck they want. <laughs> so I'm just like launching that shit. I mean, it'll go the direction you're facing. Then back to that little nod. But yeah, dude, I'm just like launching fucking tornadoes everywhere, dude. 
I don't have to think about it. They're they. I don't have to control what they're doing. They're going to run into them anyway. Like they, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Or I could play with skill and maybe guide that more, but I don't. I'm just like tornadoes. <laughs> fuck everybody. You have nowhere to go. Like I'm like playing a mind game with NPCs that don't give a shit because they're not real. And I'm like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just having a blast because I'm trapping people in a tornado field. That's awesome. It's Midwestern the- for sure. <laughs> One of the coolest builds I saw was something similar to that was a uh, sorcerer build that managed to, I don't know, they got a piece of gear and they had like a, uh, a lightning orb that they managed to get like four or five of them that would just circle them. And so they just like chain lightning and then create these circles of, of electricity that run around them. And then they just crash through everything. I'm like, yeah. you're a mage. You're not supposed to run through shit, so, but yeah, that's what they did. The- so the druid, as you were going, you were talking about the skill tree and going after your, so your basic and then your secondary, which is your big damage doer. So yeah. the next one down for me is my area of effect. It's hurricane. Yeah. It puts a big whirling shit around me, uh-huh. but you know, I have pulverize or whatever it is with, that turns me into a bear and charges me forward, which you've, it fucked you up a bunch of times because it knocks everything back. Yeah. So I'll plow into a group of mobs with that from afar cast hurricane to get that shit going around me and then just light up tornadoes in every fucking direction. So they're, so they're just, whether they are actually running scared cause they're not real. I'm just like, I love it. Cause I'm just like, they're fucking <laughs> fleeing. Cause I'm just like, they have nowhere to go. There's just tornadoes in every direction and all around me. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't even know if you had to, if you play another character, what are you going to play? So I did start another character cause I started on the seasonal realm. I think I only got it to like level 10 or 15. Maybe I don't even know if I got that high. Uh, I, I went with Rogue. Rogue? See, I think if I play another one, I think I'm going to do Sorcerer. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a huge toss-up because I've never played Sorcerer on that game. I was thinking with that or Barbarian. I don't know. <laughs> the reason I wanted to do Barbarian is because if I was going to play anything that that was more melee like that, it makes me want to play a Werewolf Druid instead of a Werebear or a Tornado Druid. I want to play... The yeah. original reason I wanted to play a Druid was for the bear, you know? Right. But yeah. the build doesn't make sense to... You know, for this game, that's not the highest level build. It's not the best build. So I went with the tornado to help yeah. me out because I was actually struggling. I'm not going to lie. There was several early bosses and dungeons I would try to solo. Oh, yeah. And uh, before fixing my build, dude, I would struggle with, I mean, like six or seven times. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm there, I mean, even the Necromancer, like the, the bone spear build that I had initially, um, there was a lot of times initially I just because not used to playing this style of game anymore, not right. used to having to, to like be as uh, um, precise about my movements or just like getting getting the fuck out of shit. Don't stand in fire, dumbass. Uh, you, you know, just that stuff. Like, it's, a, uh, it's weird. I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's going from something like Call of Duty or, World of, or um, Overwatch. Yeah, where you're all where it's it's so fast paced that it's almost it has to become auto for you. Yes, this game is more paying attention and yeah, being quick quick reaction time, but it's more how do I explain it? It's more um, cognizant than like yeah, you you're know thinking, what I mean. You're, yeah, you, it's I definitely enough, you had have to, to actually think slow about down it. and think or like. Yes, don't stand in fire, but I have to know where I'm moving to because mm-hmm. it's important because if I move that direction and they swipe in that direction, I'm still dead. Whereas like an overwatch speed is like you make it become natural, like, yeah, like, you know, or you're dead and you're respawning. Like, it's yeah. totally different. This The way this is slowed down actually makes you have to think more about it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I went with the rogue because I, I don't think I've ever played anything that is like that squishy and that up close and personal. Like rogue, you have to be up there and it also can't take a shit ton of damage. So I have to be positionally accurate. We never I have that. To be, we never really played that kind of class on World of Warcraft either. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I've never I've never, never played that kind of class before. So it was really kind of that to challenge myself. I was like, let me try something completely different out of the box. Like for me at least. Um and I know that Rogue was one of the fastest leveling classes just because of its movement abilities. Um it can it can dart around the map. And so I was like, okay, well let me try that. Um just because I want to be able to if I'm gonna play in level, let me try to do something that's quick. Interesting. So yeah, you did go way off of the grid for what you do. Yeah, that's yeah. But that's cool though. I mean, that's that's kind of what our podcast has been about was just like trying <laughs> random shit that we would never play. Right. Next thing you know, we're gonna have Pikmin Four on here. <laughs> you know, which that actually wouldn't be weird for me. That'd only be weird for you. <laughs> for me, it'd be completely normal. That wouldn't be off my topic. But no, no. This so this game was. Um, rewarding and refreshing and i i think out of the gut out of the gate i would recommend it that i mean i was like just that opening storyline i was like oh it hooked me it really did hook me and i was, I was like telling bailey about it. like you got to check this out like this is so fucking crazy yeah yeah um and the story only gets weirder and it's like you're only at the first bit of it you only defeat lilith that's it like that's the only first part of the story like you only that's the your only main goal is to get through Lilith. How do you think do you think they'll carry forward with expansions or DLC? Oh yeah, that's their goal, right? So so there's two ways they're going to open up the rest of the world, right? Is through expansions and through seasonal content. Seasonal content is meant to be standalone stories that are not related to the main storyline, and then there's going to be expansions that extend the world and what it is. So and you have to introduce Diablo at some point. I was wondering about that, how that was going to go. You know. Yep. So you already have Mephisto in the world. Like Mephisto's already there. That was. That is part of the main story. Is Mephisto. Um. He, I would assume, is going to be the first primeval. Um. I would assume Bales be the second, and that Diablo's the end. Huh. But. I've really got to play this game more, but there's just so much coming up. I just, uh. I, yeah, I know. Right. Like that's the thing is like, dude, not only this game, like blizzard put out other content for other games that is also m- massive. They've actually, you know, seem like they're doing some good things. Other, other publishers are just putting out killer content. Not to mention that the game we're doing after this is also, dude, I can't even, so I actually had to talk with this um, to Shay about this. Um, and it might have been Z was there too, my boys. Um, you know, timing is everything. And you see this in the cinema universe also. Gaming has no different. It, when If you're releasing something big, people have a limited amount of time they're going to go see the movies, right? Like yeah. not everybody. Some people just see anything's good that they want to see. They just go see it. They don't have kids, whatever. They're in the city. That's easy for them, whatever. But I want I don't know if that's the majority of people. I couldn't. I couldn't speak to that. But I know from my world, I'm only going to see a movie every so often. And the better the quality movie, the higher the hype, the more likely I'm going to see it. But if three movies come out that are all highly hyped and big movies, there's a good chance two of those are going to be seen at home. You know, like that's yeah. 
That's what's going to happen. Uh, the gaming world to me is not much different. And so I do think, and this is just my biased opinion, I think that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I think it came out at a bad time. Dude, that is so. I think it's a good, I think it's going to be a great game that we're going to play. Um, you've already seen it somewhat, but I think its timing was terrible. I think terrible for us. I don't think terrible yes. for the game itself. And that's why I said biased. Maybe not for everybody else. I'll look so, it up when it gets to time. Yeah, like from what I've heard from other people, it's it's a really good game. That's the unfortunate, like, but also there are just so many fucking killer games right now, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you, I mean, dude, I never even got to go back and revisit Harry Potter like I would like to. Oh, Hogwarts I know. Legacy. Right. I'd like to, you know, like, and that they're going to add to that. You know, they are because it did so well. So Hogwarts I, I, has a fan base built now. You've got yeah. this game to play. You're yeah. talking about updates to like Overwatch and stuff, which takes time away. Starfield's about to drop. Yeah. I mean, Pikmin 4 just came out, bro. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there really is. 2023 has been a big gaming year, I feel like. Yeah, I so, I would agree. Um, I think that, you know, not that you would care, but I know that for the gaming world in, in, in whole, they just introduced Modern Warfare 3 or just announced. Oh, when's so, it yeah. supposed to drop? I don't, I don't, I don't know because I don't follow it that much. But I know that it just got announced, like is possible pre-order stuff. I think. Oh, so I think it'll be like, this year or next year. I would imagine next year, but still, one more thing on the horizon. I mean, yeah, we could check for sure, but like, I would imagine. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest franchises in out there. Yeah, yeah. That we've talked about this. That people play that game that only buy a system for that game and that game right. only. Exactly. So. Um, November tenth, twenty twenty three is when it's scheduled to come out. Damn, yeah, yeah. So twenty twenty three is just dropping bangers, right? I mean, it oh, is. I haven't used that line in so long. Just massive. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if for and it depends on your okay. Let's say you have a, a yearly average allotment of time you give to games. How I mean, this just really hurts someone like me, where it's like, which is why we talked about this podcast because. When this first came out, it was like, hey, we got to help people out that don't get a lot of time, you know, to really make sure they pick the right thing. That was kind of one of our, our you know, line throughs was like, how can we help out? And they're like, wait, so you're going to do that by playing more games that you don't have time to play? <laughs> but, you know, that's, so now I just literally get the shotgun review everything and don't ever get to actually play anything in depth, which kind of sucks. But, you know, I told you I'm taking time off for Starfield because that, that's going to happen. It'd be the same. If it wasn't Starfield and they were dropping Elder Scrolls Six, I would do the same thing. For sure. There's just a few games up there that are so, so locked into my soul. It I'll take time off work for that. Yeah. Not even feel bad about it. Shit, man. I did not write some stuff down. So let me do that real quick because I think I have something to write down on this beer. And then I think we can get into the last bit. Well, while you're doing that, let me just, um, sir, let me read a little bit about what I got going on over here. So I'm going right. to read this straight off of, because I think we're about ready to wrap it up, right? You feel you feel good to that? Yeah, I feel good. I will say a couple things while you're um, thinking about what you're going to rank these, I think. Because I, I see your wheels turning over there. So, one, I want to do a huge shout out to Grant Dryling, because this guy uh, instantly became a fan of the podcast. Met him at our national meeting. He actually is from Missouri, surprisingly, because you have to understand, so my work, my national meeting, I'm there's people from every state all over. Well, 
so we hit it off pretty good. And I will say he's been a big fan. He shared our content already. So I got to give a shout out to that because anytime someone helps out, that is a, that's the best way you can help us. Um, for and sure. like we're, you know, we're doing this for fun. So, it, you know, I'm not asking, you don't need to send money in <laughs> no. or whatever. Like none of that stuff. We're just having fun, but any kind of shares or comments, or, or we've talked about this before. You have an idea. You want to hear about something. You don't want to spend the money. Say something. We'll round yeah. up. We'll round up aluminum cans and turn them in. We'll go buy the game. <laughs> you know? We'll go figure it out, and uh, we'll let you know what we think of it. So, anyway, props to him. Thanks for that. Thanks for Benny for the beer. Um, and then I will read a little bit about this. this. Is from Boulevard site, which you know we did mention. This is one of our Boulevard is always up there in our heart. So, it's Kansas City, dude. It's Kansas City and that good old Boulevard wheat, man. Yep. Oof, so yep. good. All right. Proper pour, double barrel aged imperial style. The most sophisticated way to enjoy port wine is straight up or neat in a proper port glass. The same rule applies to whiskey. But what about an imperial stout that's been aged first in bourbon barrels, then aged a second time in ruby port wine barrels? We believe that straight from the bottle into a glass is the most proper pour, which you've been preaching that since day one. And I finally started listening to about, I don't know, what episode three or four. Something like that. And now I do it every time, too. (laughs) For those who don't know, you got to put that beer in a glass. Almost any beer, especially this one, it sounds like. So, Proper Pour spent six months in Ruby Port barrels that had been used at a distillery to age rye whiskey for three months. Because Ruby Port is a full-bodied, super sweet dessert wine, the rye that was finished in the port barrels isn't super prevalent in the final beer. And that's what the brewers were counting on. And that's from Boulevard's website. It's interesting. I mean, because, I, yeah, I don't catch any of that rye. Like, the, the, I don't catch any of the peppery rye notes that you would, like, thinking of a rye barrel. Um at all it's not peppery at all it is very sweet like you said it is very sweet uh, it's very sweet um i do get some chocolate out of it somewhere um i did get a tobacco-y flavor yeah. but like i talked about the roller coaster thing a little smoky yeah. yeah you you catch a little but then it goes into the sweet and then it goes into the a kind of a chocolate yeah. dry taste at the end it's it's very strange it's good though i yeah no complaints here yeah definitely uh, and then, sir, like in um, good fashion, because I did not remember in the first three minutes this time, <laughs> wherever you listen to, do uh, <laughs> us at, uh, re- <laughs> I can't ever do it right. Listen, listen, wherever you're checking us out at, or if you would, please like our stuff, share our stuff, or uh, like I said, feel free to tell us what you want to hear. Sounds good to me. <laughs> it's going to have to be good <laughs> enough, man. We're so far in. Um <laughs> Yeah, and anyway, so back to the, so in good fashion, sir. Let's hear your. Actually, I have a couple questions. Sure. Yeah. Dump I want to hear. I have a. Let me say. I want to word this. All right. How do you? How would you rank Lilith as a uh, antagonist? And Dude. I know she's got some minions and stuff and some kids. We didn't really break into that, but at her her entry, her view. Um, how you feel about Lilith? So. Her as a character is really good. I, I really like the angle of it. Um, I really like how she introduces her control on people, um, those around her, her influence like that. Like she's not real. Um, she's not real in there and doing the work herself. She's just yeah, like the influence. Yeah. Yeah. She just, she's, she's a manipulator and that's kind of like her character. Um, you know, she's, so Lilith is the daughter of Mephisto, the daughter of hate. Um, and 
you know, that's how everybody always refers to her as the daughter of hate. And that's what she brings out in people. It's just hatred and anger and just it. And you can see that in all of the interactions that she has with people and the corrupting force with her is really good. Like, and th that's just like her as a character. And then the, like you bring in the modeling that they did for that character. Oh man, it's just absurd. Like that's awesome. It's such like a gonna be really well that designed. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of cosplays at Comic Cons of Lilith. I would imagine, yeah, for I sure. Hope so she's a neat character for sure. Insanely neat character. Yeah, I was just wondering because I feel like she's part of the reason I was hooked. You know, again, I was trying to figure out because you know, you you have to have a good story. It's not just a good hero. You gotta have a good villain. I feel like she really sells it. I feel like, um, like I said, I was trying to pinpoint why I was so much more invested in wanting to play this versus Diablo three. And I she, think we actually played Diablo three together more. Yeah. Even definitely. with our, mostly because our characters kept getting deleted, but still. <laughs> I think, yeah, in spite oh, maybe gosh. sometimes of our characters being deleted, yes. the characters being deleted. But uh, oh. um, I think Lilith had so much more depth as an actual character, though. Like you think about Inarius as being like the counterpoint or not necessarily the counterpoint, but another main character who's supposed to be on her level he just didn't have the depth of character that she did like she had a full like thought put into her about like her reasoning the way her full viewpoint was there on what she was doing how she was trying to accomplish it like she wasn't just there for power's sake or just trying to assume power she like if you looked at it from her point of view was there really trying to save humanity and just you know, bring it to humanity, bring humanity to themselves, allow them their own, what she saw as free will, which may not be in line with what you think of as good, but to her being the daughter of hate is, you know, her Dude, vision of what the scene with be. her when she finds Rathma or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Her first son or whatever. And she, yeah. that vengeance you see in her, you're like, I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I so I, so with that. I ain't fucking with her. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the scene that you're talking about is after Anarius kills uh, Rathma. So Anarius mm -hmm. kills Rathma, thinking that he's going to stop Lilith from finding the the key to hell, which is what she's after. And Rathma has that. I think that's what he's at. She he has right is yes. the key to hell. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, and so Anarius kills him, thinking that he's stopping that arrogantly and, too. Like he just thinks like, that yeah, that's just, solved because Rathma yep. tries to tell him like what you're doing is not going to work, and he's like, Yep. Yeah, no, I got the system beat. Shortcut yeah, mode. Exactly. So again, just angel arrogance not seeing that they can't see everything. Right. And um yeah, so she comes across that, finds him, uh mourns the loss of her son, and then continues to, you know, go along her path knowing that she still thinks that this is the right path, knowing that, you know, he sacrificed himself for this, you know, path. Like that's like the whole context of that thing. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot that they actually put into that character. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just kind of curious about that. Like I said, cause I, yeah, this one's like, this one's a grabber talking to the people that only play call of duty. Like give this a chance. Like I say that all the time like, <laughs> as we've branched out to other games, like guys, give some of their games a chance. This is pretty solid. I mean, look at, I think we should have had Benny send in a message. Cause I feel like he'd have been yeah. a good one. Cause he really only bought a system for call of duty. And I feel like he's, I've, he's probably I, enjoyed this a little bit. 
I would really like to hear his opinion on what he thinks of it so far. Like just uh, to see, you know, what, what you get of the story, you know, from someone who's never played a game like this. Yeah. At all. Like or because any of the Diablo franchise, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like what is your curious. introduction at this level? Well, on the 24th, when we all play, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. I, I plan on it. Yeah. Hmm. So, all right. Well, man, let's, let's hear it. Let's, I want to hear your, your rating on this game. So as you can hear, I'm I'm pretty enamored with this game. Uh, I you want to do a metric? We haven't what done do you that mean? For a while. Oh, so uh, we can blood pedals. Blood pedals. We can do it in blood pedals. Um, I want to do it in something that's kind of spoilery. Oh, go ahead. You you pick yours. I'll I'll do something different. You do yours. Okay. I want to do something that's kind of spoilery. Uh, and we'll we'll do it in heads on the tree of whispers. Okay. Yeah. How many and heads on a tree? <laughs> I'm going to do it in 9.6 heads of heads on the tree of whispers. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Um, this is probably one of my favorite games that I have played in a long time. Uh, probably a game that I continue. Well, I will probably continue to play for a, a while. Uh, it's, and it's cool. Like once you get past that level 50 cap and get past the keystone dungeon and are able to do the seasonal stuff, it's kind of then at your own, it really does get into that at your own pace type thing. I don't have to worry about it now. It's like I felt the rush to complete it to get to the seasonal stuff. And now that I'm at the seasonal stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, I can put a couple hours here to go do some stuff. Because now it's just level grinding. Yeah. And trying to get through the stories um, for the seasonal hmm. stuff. But I'm not actually trying to beat anything. Um, so that's, it's yeah, not, that's not what I would have guessed. That's, huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like. So, so, so there was the rush for me to like reach the end of the original eternal campaign and then meet, beat the capstone dungeon in which I didn't do by the time they reached the seasonal first season, the first season launch. Um, I didn't do that until like the first week or sec, I think first week of season. Okay. Um, and then I started the first week of season and it's just been kind of like a, yeah, I'll play a little bit here, play a little bit there. And just try to pick a little bit of stories. Honestly, I've been holding back on season, just trying to wait for you guys to catch up so we could play a little bit of season together. Yeah, I didn't want to get too far with my character yeah. in season uh, without you guys. So, man, yeah, that's the bum part. Just trying to find time, right? Um, especially with because now I'm going to be investing some time into the next game we'll get into in a minute, but which we've kind of sure. already spoiled. But all right, so sir, you're higher than me. Um, so you sure. like the dark and demonic shit really gets you I going, love it, buddy. dude. dude uh, yeah. um, Halloweenville, all which, dude, I cannot wait to plan our Halloween the, stuff this year. The visuals in this game, like, I could just go on about it. Like, I loved seeing the little spider legs crawling out of the walls. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I loved it. Creepy, oh. crawly shit. Um, yeah, this would have been a good one. We could have had this work for Halloween, probably. But those, for sure. it's not a horror game, but it's got some creepy shit. And there's some demonic shit, obviously. The whole game is based around that. But I'm at an yeah. 8.5 Druid Random Shot Tornadoes. All right. That is my, that's the metric I'm going to go for with that. It's an 8.5. Um, very solid. Very, very, very solid. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't really have much more to say about it. I, like I said, I, I picked it up. I really liked playing it. I've convinced Bailey to get it. Um, it's definitely fun with more people. So what does Bailey think about it? Like being, uh, so she's played the D3 with us. She played th that with us a bit. Yeah. Like I a think good bit. She played a lot with us. She um, did. She played probably just as much as I did. Um, right. 
I didn't get a strong attachment to it, but I th- I don't think it. I think it comes down to timing with people. Um, okay. We've just been so busy, and she's had to travel for work a little bit. You know, I've had to travel a little bit. She's traveled more than I have. Yeah. Other things, and it's summertime, which we try not to even be inside when we can help it. Right. Um, I think that had a lot to do with it. If this game would have came out in October and we're stuck in for winter and it's just football season and stuck inside and playing or doing whatever, mm-hmm. I think she would have took to better. And I make that sound like she doesn't like it. She does like it. We just haven't really found the time. We, you know, she took her computer with her this last time so that we could try to find time. But dude, she was at the Lake of the Ozarks in nice weather. So like, you know, and I, you know, she's like, oh, I thought we were going to play one. I'm like, dude, you literally went out <laughs> on, like, yeah. on the lake and stuff, like at Lake of the Ozarks, like the two nights I had a chance. So like, you know, and I wasn't, I was, she's like, well, you didn't say anything. I was like, no, I'm not going to say anything. Like you're out on the lake. <laughs> Why would I, you know, we can yeah. play this all winter long or whatever. I'm not worried about sure. it. But no, she, what? I mean, she liked it enough to buy it. And she did like the, the storyline. She was actually more flabbergasted by it than me. And she's a bigger horror fan than me, but she was like, holy shit. Like when uh, showed the, the one we were talking about the chick stand while she's like stabbing the preacher. Yeah. You know, she was just like mortified. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Uh, um, only the best stuff. Only the best. Yeah. And so I'm going to break. I'm going to break, which dude, I really am excited to play on plan our Hall- Halloween. I feel like that's our biggest seasonal thing that we do. Yeah. It's the most we put the time into and the work into. I think Halloween's our thing for sure. So I'm yeah. anxious to see what we could find this Halloween season. Because I feel like we've gotten better. Which the you do know they're making a Hellblade too, right? Send you a sacrifice too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um we won't get into that just yet. But uh so I'm gonna go attack this beer and I'm gonna match my score up. This is a solid eight point five. This thing is delicious. It's sweet. It's strong. It's delicious. A um, little too sweet. That's like my only dig is like, I mean, like just a hair too sweet. Yeah. Just a hair. Yep. If they back that down, I don't know, a decimal point, it'd be perfect. Yep. So. Oh, I didn't even give a metric for it. Hold on. Um, oof. What am I going to do? Uh, 8.5 Vigo sacrifices, maybe. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't All know right. that fits really, but I do. I, I never got to bring. I didn't bring up that character, but that was like one of my favorite early on things. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Um. All right. So let's see. Let me think. Um. Oh. Um. We'll just go with the simple soul stones. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. We'll go with the soul stone measurement, and uh. We. I'll, I'll put this at an 8.2. So I wasn't quite up there with 8.5, and it was simply because I thought it was too sweet. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I was curious about, how it'll age over time, like how the sugars will change over time. I would think I, they'd break down a little. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping it won't be as sweet um, in, say, a year or two. Maybe give it two years and see. Um, I'm curious. It'll be my first time really trying to age something for like a, an experiment. Leave it down in the cellar next to your hard copies of Diablo 2 from back in the day and World of Warcraft, Rathalich King box set. Before <laughs> was digital. You know, they're down in, my, down in a box in my basement. I'll just leave that bottle down there with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I plan on doing with this one is like setting it down in the dark and, and letting it go and keeping it nice and cool and see what happens. So. But yeah, I mean, eight point two, still pretty decent. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, definitely, uh, I mean, definitely good. Just a hair sweet. Uh, if it wasn't as sweet, it was really, really smooth. Um, man, just, just, it, it would have been 
top notch, super top notch, not as sweet. I mean, collectively, out of eighty, out of forty possible points, we're at like thirty-five something, roughly. I mean, approximately. I didn't do the hard math, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a good score. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like on all the across the board from the beer to the game, just solid. And so again, huge sure. shout out to Benny. You did good. This is a good pick because this was like we've talked about kind of finding more higher end. You know, like the goose seasonal stuff, uh, the old Fig Newton one. You know, like we've talked yep. about that. And this to me, this was getting is creeping up there. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, I you mean, know. this is the style of stuff I want to definitely try. These, these real seasonals, these limited releases, this type of stuff. This is this is the kind of stuff that I, I want to be after for sure. Absolutely. Well, sir, without further ado, if you're ready, let's. I can finish this up. Yeah, let's give her a shot. All right, so next time on the monologues, keeping with the tradition, uh, and I say tradition lightly, with the last couple, let's just stick with these 2023 releases. <laughs> let's go after what will probably be another for sure banger and go after Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which I've been waiting to play this game anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, not that anybody knows that. No one on this that listens to this probably ever knows I'm a fan of Zelda. Um, at all, you know, just following the same engine and format as Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I doubt anybody knows I like this at all. <laughs> uh. Um, and then we're gonna pair that with another one I picked up a while back. It is Stone's Tangerine Express Hazy IPA, and it is their. If anybody's ever seen Stone Brewing, it's their demon-looking head on a can, but it's a bright orange. It looks perfect for summer, and we kind of talked about this a little bit. We're battling like a heat advisory for like the next five days. <laughs> I had a brownout so, yesterday, man. Like it was that hot. Uh, yeah, like, you lost power, dude. Dude, yeah, it's cr- like summer's not letting go, and neither are we. We're gonna hang in there, <laughs> keeping the summer trend going. Try this Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA, and I'm gonna be taking my Switch with me and playing the shit out of some Zelda for the next week or two. So, yeah, dude, I I started a little bit of the front. Uh, it's looking pretty good so far. Damn, oof, I might have a new have a new one. I need to try to relive the moment, get to the ending and have Shay watch it and see if he cries. <laughs> He's only six years older now. Let's see what happens, you know, or whatever, nice. five years old or whatever, but all right. Um, so without further ado, if you like, it's been so long. I don't even know what my line is anymore. Yeah. Do it you up. remember it? How do, yeah. how do we go out now? Uh, <laughs> well, normally I would be shittily saying something about how, you know, follow us, like us, comment. You, you already at did the last. That. I know, yeah. but I'm saying, saying like typically I would be doing that at the last <laughs> second. Um, all right, so if you like drinking or you like gaming, join us next time on the monologues.